On this episode of Mistake by the Take, Jake and Dylan look at the potential of the Browns pursuing DeAndre Hopkins and what it would take to land the star wide receiver. And then finally, take a look at Mike Clay's wide receiver room rankings, all next on this episode of Mistake by the Take. Episode 8. Mistake by the take, baby. We're back with another one. Memorial Day weekend. See, we're filming this one on Tuesday. Obviously, couldn't do anything on Monday. Out hanging out with the friends and stuff like that. But how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. My, my Monday was a lazy day. I, uh, I, I got out, hung out with uh, some friends and family on Saturday. And... Uh, a couple more hanging out with some friends, just hanging out, doing stuff on Sunday. And Monday, I literally laid in bed pretty much all day. Yeah. Got some work done for the pod, other work, read a little bit. Had a good time. You read? I do a little bit. I do uh, some nonfiction stuff. I'm reading uh, an autobiography, or not an autobiography, just a biography about uh, Ty Cobb right now. Oh, there you it's go. It's literally called Cobb. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I when I get the chance to read, yeah, I'll, 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 I never really read, though. I don't read for like you know like classes and stuff like that. Like I don't like reading for that. But when there's it's, spark notes for a reason. Yeah, exactly. But when it's stuff I actually like to read about, I do. Yeah, I do enjoy, enjoy reading. Like, yeah, yeah, sit that's down a good and point. read. Yeah, it was it was an interesting weekend for me. Hung out with a lot of friends. Got to float down the river on uh, Monday too, so that was relaxing. But yeah, I mean, we're back. We're back, baby. Started my internship last week. We both te- was it last week you started? I on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, started we both ninety two three. Both did that. How was your uh, your first week, dude? It was awesome. I mean, I only had I only had one day that I worked. I work again tomorrow. Okay, so it'll actually be for everybody listening today on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was great. Yeah, really good support over there, and uh, things look bright. You know, they saying a lot of things that that inspire me, and make me feel uh, make me feel pretty good about getting a job there. So good, good. Yeah, I mean, same thing with me. First week too, kind of just breaking in the mitt. You know. A little, little baseball saying there, but yeah, I mean it was it was fun. You know, it's a uh, it's a good environment with the Rubber Ducks too. Um, I am in their creative service right now as an intern, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, the good people there, you know, hanging out with all of them and stuff, have a good time. So yeah, should be should be a fun summer for both of us. Boost up the resumes and get some work done there. Hey, before we jump into things too, by the way, uh, should we just you know touch on a little NBA Finals action now? Oh yeah. I mean, obviously no Cleveland connection, so we're not going to make like a whole episode out of it, but Yeah, I mean, I mean, that this, was crazy. Dude, the Celtics almost made a 3-0 comeback in a conference yeah. finals. I mean, sort of a choke job on their their part just because like you're the you lose to the 8 seed, but I don't know. I think it was crazy. I mean, Jimmy Butler is just Did you, you get know. to watch the game last night or no? I caught glimpses of it, but then, like, I saw it was, like, a beatdown, so I was just like, oh. It was close for a little. Like, there was spurts where the Celtics would get down big and then fight back in. Main thing, though, Jason Tatum, yeah, 30 seconds into the game, rolls his ankle. And he, he said in his press conference, he was like, I'm just a shell of myself. He wasn't wrong. Right. Like, he just didn't look – like, I hate when guys say that. Like, if you're going to play through the injury, like, don't make excuses for it. But he truly was, like – he was powering through. I mean, it's game seven. You're not right. going to you, pull yourself as You're a not going to get out. The f- yeah. And I saw, like, 
Jalen Brown had like eight turnovers, something like that. Yeah, it was a rough day. I mean, shout out Derek White. He played pretty well for a stretch there where he was literally just aggressive as all can be and right. he was looking unstoppable. But It's just one of those things where it's just like if your star player is going down and he's hurt, even though he's still on the floor, like other people got to step up, and you know, eight turnovers is not ideal. Not a not ideal for uh, uh, your second best player on the team, which he could be sometimes at your first. But yeah, and then I mean, Caleb Martin went off for the yeah. Heat. I mean, and then you know, if you want to bring the Cleveland connection to it, uh, didn't really play, but Kevin Love now yeah. going to another NBA Finals. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I. It's kind of like a. Who was the one? Uh, oh my gosh, was it Grant? No, it wasn't Grant. Uh, Robert Horry, so, something like that. Robert Horry. I mean, it's like a six-time NBA champion. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he just like randomly just like on every team that like went to the championship. Yeah, I mean he's just he's a ring guy, you know? right? I don't know why I was saying Grant Horry, but Robert Horry would. Yeah, be, it was yeah. Robert Horry. I yeah. don't know, but yeah. So, <clears throat> um, as usual. It's not much of a uh, disguise with it. We are going to be talking Browns since, you know, whenever... It's more of like whenever I'm on the mic, it's Browns, and then, you know, when Jake's on the mic, it's usually guards. I don't know, just kind of how it pans out like that. And We, we really only have one Cavs episode so far, right, too. So. so that's kind of just a toss-up. We'll get back to that eventually, but nothing going on right yeah, now. You gotta the, the NBA yeah, scene other than, like we said, the finals, so... Right, well, and we'll get some stuff there, too, eventually, just because of... um. The, the off season coming soon, obviously, and you know there's going to be some some moves that are going to be needed at this point. But yeah. um, also, a quick little side note: if we're going to talk NBA for a sec, uh, potential coach that everyone was talking about how the Cavs wanted, Nick Nurse gets hired by uh, the 76ers. Doc Rivers booted. Yeah, that was a uh, it was an interesting hire. I don't mind it. I don't mind it for the Sixers now. Because, I don't I mean, know if that's that's the guy that you need to get over the hump there. Yeah. But, uh, you can only see. I mean, it can't be any – I don't want to say it can't be any worse than Doc Rivers because it's a shot at Doc Rivers, who's an all-time NBA coach. Right. But he just doesn't have the – play. like, his team's choking the playoffs flat right. out. I, I don't know. I think Nick Nurse was a guy that, like – he if we, hi, if we fired JB, like, I did not want to – go out and hire Nick Nurse. I just saw a lot of people talking about that, and I really didn't care for it, in yeah. my opinion. No, I wouldn't have wanted Nick Nurse either. Uh, Bucks went out and got Adrian Griffin, too. Yeah. That was the uh, – he was a Raptors assistant coach who, like, the last few years his name's been floated around in circles and nothing just got done. Yeah. See, like, those are the hires I like, though. That's the same – I mean, that's what JB was, right? Like, right. He was just on the Grizzly staff, and, like, his name kept getting floated around, and eventually – you take the shot. I feel like those are the guys that are hungry and want it. Mm-hmm. I think, well, that's kind of like in football, you know, like with like offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators finally getting their time and like, you know, coming up. Like, I mean, that happened with Kevin Stefanski too. So it's one of those things where, yeah, it's like they just do their time and eventually it works out. But I don't know. I think in our case, if we were to go and make a hire, it would kind of have to be like, here we go, college football comp here. It would have to be like a Lincoln Riley scenario where yeah. you just kind of like you're swinging for the fences and you're going for a slam, grand slam on that one. And like, I I just wouldn't have been happy if we got 
some other coach like Nick Nurse because I feel like, I mean, his resume is just not very built. I mean, it's probably it, it is better than JB's, but I feel like yeah, at I mean, that he's point, got a ring, right? Right, but it just I don't know. It's not like you got to be going like shooting for stars. Hear opinion. me out before we get to the Browns. A name, Ime Adoka. Controversy, you know. That was the Celtics head coach. I thought he got hired somewhere. Though. He did. Yeah, but I'm saying, would that have been okay. a guy that you were willing to pull the trigger? I think NBA style, just in terms of a coach, you know, obviously had his whole whole thing go down over right. in Boston. But I, I don't know. I think he's you know one of the better guys out there. I think you know I'm gonna bring it into a, a Browns a little bit here. It's like I kind of look at it and think of like we already dealt with the Deshaun Watson stuff and we already have that and then if we bring in this element too like where he kind of has the the off court uh stuff I I don't know exactly what it was I for it, it was and this one's weird to me and I, I don't want to act like I have all the facts straight on this because I don't think I do but as far as I know it was he was fired because of a work relationship he had cheated on his wife i'm pretty sure but with somebody in the boston celtics like now i don't want to know if it was staff or just like within the organization but it was consensual yeah so it wasn't like a you know it's not a deshaun watson situation yeah it was just like he basically got fired for cheating on his wife which i, I guess know. it's just it's not ideal when you're when it's someone when you work with too yeah i agree it, it's yeah. not great but, but I feel like it also wasn't the worst situation. No, it's not. It's not terrible. It's not. And I don't think comparing it to Sean Watson is correct. But I think it's more of just like we already have so much controversy with at least one of our prominent guys. I'm in all, all for Cleveland. it. Man. Load it on. Oh Jesus! Load Christ. on the controversy. If oh, you're man. good, you're wow. already you're already knee deep in it right now, <laughs> right? Just that. I don't think I could agree with you on that. One. I'm taking it. I'm, I can't. If you're gonna if you're gonna put yourself in the middle of controversy, you know, all or nothing. Don't be afraid to to make the moves. That's where I'm at. So anywho, we're gonna we're gonna talk Browns today. Um there's not much going on in like Cleveland sports right now. I mean, granted, obviously the only thing really right now is guards. Um and that's probably gonna be Friday's episode. Um but yeah, I mean this is this we were kinda expecting this like little dead period right here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there's one main topic that we could probably talk about with the Browns right now. And I think it's an interesting one to say the least. Um, hopefully I pray to God he does not sign today. We I don't think you, I don't know get if he the episode can. out. I don't know if he officially can. I think there was a week where he had to, he wait, has to, to wait. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well then that, that works out perfectly. Uh, something obviously could come up something, unofficially yeah. possibly, but you, you, yeah. Something like. Yeah, they he's got to terms or whatever. Thing. Yeah, but um, but DeAndre Hopkins gets released by the Arizona Cardinals. This was kind of floating around for a while now. Um, many people knew that he wasn't happy there, and there was a lot of trade talks about that one. Um, and nothing really amounted. I know the the trade talks did like heat up during the draft period. That's where the main like. You heard about it a lot. It you know, before the draft he did say like, Hey, like I I want out kind of thing. 
And you heard a couple teams calling about him and stuff. And you didn't really hear the Browns mentioned in it too much. You heard a couple of things here and there, but it kind of died off after the Elijah Moore uh, trade because I mean, they, there's kind of your guy there, the one one thing. But now that it is, he's a free agent, so like he can pick any team he wants. But I, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. I think that's the thing. I don't think the Browns had capital to go out and get him. No. Like, there, there was nothing that you were comfortable trading to go out and get what's going to be a 31-year-old wide receiver. Not at all. You had no tra- – like, the the problem with DeAndre Hopkins and why he didn't get traded, I, I'm assuming, is no one really wanted to take on that much money, which – $27 million a year. It's very expensive for like, a th- – 30-year-old wide receiver who's going to be 31 next week. I don't... Like, listen, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best wide receivers we've seen in a while. Don't get me wrong. But the thing is, like, that's a lot of money. And you don't know how much longer he's going to play. And last year, he didn't do too bad once he came off the suspension. But, like, I mean, at some point, it's going to start to take a take a little bit of a, a dip in production. Yeah, he's got to fall off at some point, right? Right. Like, and we'll obviously get into this, and we're not going to climb in too early. We'll talk about it a little bit before, but if you were to sign with the Browns, I'd assume for it to be on a short-term deal. Right. You, you just can't go out and sign 30-year-old wide receivers to, like, five, six-year deal. Like, the production is going to drop. The only way you can do that is if you heavily front-load the contract. Right. Which I don't think the Browns are in a position to do. No, so. they're not. They're already paying Deshaun Watson. They're already paying a couple other guys too. So it it would not make sense, um, for it to be a long term deal in that's in that way. Um, he's been kind of like interesting the way he's been bouncing around. So he gets drafted by the Texans in 2013. Um, Arizona. This was one of the worst trades I have ever seen in my oh, life. I'm right there with you. I was baffled when yeah. the Texans got I mean it has to be one of the worst run organizations in all of sports the Houston Texans we say that being from Cleveland but like that this trade was downright disgusting I, so basically what happened was the Arizona Cardinals did not have a wide receiver one at the time they needed someone they had Kyler in there just needed a guy that could you've seen this so many times where you you give your young quarterback a prominent wide receiver, a wide receiver one, and they kind of they you know they take a big step, and so that's what Arizona was going for, and they, I mean, I just I I can't believe this. So Arizona acquires him from the Texans with the fourth round pick, and David Johnson, a running back, which don't get me wrong, the year before he had a, he had a solid year, he was um. Yeah, it was a good year, but it was also, you know, a good year on a Cardinals team who right. wasn't like, I, I don't know. It was, it, David Johnson's not DeAndre Hopkins. But they already get a second round pick in the in the um, trade as well, too. Um, so the full the full package of all the, the trade was basically, it was a fourth round pick that goes to the, to the Cardinals. And then exchange for, and they also get D Hop in it. But then they also get the Texans a fourth rounder in the 2021 draft, a second rounder in the 2020 draft, I believe. Yeah, it sounds right. And then it then 
David Johnson again. I just I did not understand any of that at all. It, it was horrendous. It was a bad trade. The, the the trade is awful. It was like one of like historically one of the worst trades I've ever seen. Like it it has to be near the top, if not the top. Like, and I guess say what you will. I mean, D Hop really didn't make a crazy impact in Arizona, I guess. But like he had yeah. good seasons, like over a thousand receiving yards. Right. I think he was upwards a, of like he was a solid wide receiver. One that's what they needed at the time too. I mean, I remember that was his. What it was twenty twenty was his first year there. Yeah. I had him in fantasy football and like at one point he was playing I think he was like the wide receiver one. So yeah, like, no, I mean he was he was balling out. That's what I'm saying. He had a really good year. It's just it never translated into success for Arizona, but no. not because of D Hop. No, it wasn't it was definitely wasn't because because of D Hop in that sense. It was more of just that team's just the, the Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kimes, I believe it is Steve Kimes. Um, they're both atrocious. They were both atrocious, and now they're both gone. And it seems like they're going in the right direction. Um, but no, I mean, it, the, honestly, though, I can't complain because it's kind of how Deshaun started to get a little upset with the Texans organization, though. If you think about it, oh no, it definitely is. I mean, that was the that was I think that was the first thing because I mean after that. That's when, like, the downfall started to happen, you know. He actually played a really good year that year yeah, after the no, trade. He, I mean. that was That's when people were saying, like, okay, he's, like, top five right now. Yeah, so, that's what we're hoping to get back. Is right. Deshaun Watson without a wide that, receiver one, basically. We're hoping we get that 2020 play back. But other than that, I mean, it's – he gets released now, and you're kind of hoping for – De, uh, DeAndre Hopkins to have that production again, but you you got to understand that he's not. Eventually, it's gonna kind of fall off, and I I just don't know. the The kicker with all of it is that he's gonna have to. He wants a lot of money. That's basically what it boils down to, and I just don't think he's gonna get as much as he wants. All right, let's cut the crap. Let's cut. Okay, all right. Let's cut the crap. Let's, here we go. This is this. So we gave the the prelude to it, but we we're doing another edition of cut the crap. Um, we didn't we do it once. I think it was on a Browns episode. We did something somewhere of like cut the bullshit. Yeah, so it was something like that. But I think we should just start calling it cut the crap now, just as a signature thing. And basically, when we talk about cut the crap, it's we're getting real. We're not gonna bluff anything. We're gonna give you the straight facts and get I know, straight to the point. Yeah, and you know we usually we usually are good at you know trying to do that as well and try, telling the truth and stuff. But like this, this is this is where it gets legit, you know. And one of these scenarios when there's a lot of BS rolling around, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cut to the crap and get to the bottom of it. So the question then is posed: Do you think DeAndre Hopkins will become a Cleveland Brown? And there's been a lot of floating around about this one. Yeah. Do I think he will be a Brown? No. Okay. Do I think there's a chance that he becomes a Brown? Absolutely. I don't think it's out of the question at all. Yeah. I don't... Truthfully, I don't think we go for him. I think we maybe oh, I think try you go. to see. I, I think if you're the Browns and you're Andrew Barry, okay, like, your time is... I don't want to say it's coming to an end, but like you're on the hot seat in a way. 
Andrew Barry and Kev, Ste, ugh, my gosh, Kevin Stefanski are on the hot seat. Like they are in a position right now where you're sitting there and you're like, is this working? And if you're not doing everything in your power to go out and make the biggest impact possible and throw everything you have at the wall, then you're not doing it right. And I think those are two guys who are very smart, know what they're doing, and are doing their due diligence. I think they're doing their due dil due gil- Oh my gosh, I can't. We can't that. talk. That was a good one. Due yeah. diligence. Due diligence. There we go. Um, I I don't. I think they're doing their due diligence. But the thing is, I don't know how much you're truly going to pursue them. I think the coffin, the nail in the coffin, was definitely when we get Elijah Moore. I think that was kind of like, all right, we made our one move, and we got it done. You know, we needed to upgrade that position, and we think Elijah Moore can do it. When my my philosophy on a lot of these topics are, you're not most of the time. People say like, oh yeah, we're like. We're going to do this. He's so aggressive. You know, he'll do this. He'll do that. Blah, blah, blah. Most of the time, it's not that aggressive. And it's not like loading up on all this talent, like signing all of these guys and, you know, trading all these picks for that. Yeah, it happens occasionally with, like, for example, the Rams recently. But, like, we've seen in years past Andrew Barry be aggressive, but not to the point where it's like, Oh my gosh, like he's like just totally overhauled this team. He's traded the house. He's signed every team. He's every player. He's on like the bare minimum of his cap and stuff. I just don't. I think the Zadarius Smith trade was the final one, in my opinion. I don't really see any other moves that go down. I don't know. I think I disagree with you in that, though. I think Barry is one of those guys who's just. He's like, aggressive. Don't get me wrong. He's very aggressive in his in his moves. But I don't think that he's aggressive to the point of like the Rams where they were just like selling the house because he's smart in the sense of knowing like all right, I at least need some draft capital and we don't have the first and seconds and we need to at least save those parts. I just don't think that he's really going to go out and get this one in my opinion. Yeah, I don't it's it's a spot where, I mean, look at the Rams now, right? Like, you throw everything at the wall. You play for one year. You like, only get, it's a one year, yeah. Like only one. We're year. talking one max two years when you do that, and then your team is cycled back to the bottom of the league. And I don't think you can do that in Cleveland. I think LA, you get away with that. You do if you go and if you get a ring in Cleveland, you get away with it too. Right. But it's just not how Cleveland works. If you fail, you're never happy. Yeah. Like, there, there's no way around. If you cycle the Browns back to the bottom of the league just like that and you don't win a ring, you're gone. You've worked all this time for these past couple of years to get them to where they're at now, where they're not, like, losing every game kind of thing. And now you are you have a lot of potential with them. And you're right. I mean, like, if they go back down to that spot where they're, it's kind of, like, back at the bottom, especially, too, if, like, if, like they – if they if if it's this year that it just just all blows up and like they do like absolutely suck, we don't even have the first rounder this year. Nope. That's so what, that's why I'm saying you throw away everything. That's why I just like, in at least in this sense, like it's more of a cap issue 
in my opinion, because you're obviously not giving up any picks or anything like that. But the thing is, like, right now, the problem, I mean, I know we're circling around with, like, rumors with them and stuff. I don't think people understand that we only have seven mil. Like, now, I hear you out, like, space. like, seven mil of cap space. The other teams being mentioned, even lower. Like, oh, no, I agree. The Bills and Chiefs don't even have two million in cap space. Which is, it brings up the point of, I don't think he gets paid that much. But the only case that he's going to have is he's going to be like what he'll do and what he can easily get away with. He's going to take out a sheet of paper and he's talking to these GMs. He's going to set it down. It's going to be Odell's contract. Odell got severely overpaid, in my opinion. 15 mil is a guaranteed 15 mil. I think the contract's 15 mil. I think the guaranteed's a little bit lower. Yeah. It's at least I know the contract was fifteen mil, but he could get up to eighteen mil in incentives, right under fourteen mil guaranteed, which is basically m- most of it is guaranteed at that yeah. point. I just I don't know. There's no way that you can pay a guy that has what two tor- two torn ACLs. Yeah, I think it's two. I no. believe so. That was ridiculous, in my opinion. Oh, I think he's way overpaid, but I think the Ravens are in a spot where they had to please Lamar. You, you had to get Lamar a guy, and right, you have the money to do it, so you're going to go out and do but it. But is that the guy? It's the guy that Lamar wanted, but I mean, I just don't trust Odell to have that production again. And granted, I I want to see how that system runs now without Greg Roman, but like I just. I think that's going to be his one thing where it's just like, listen, I know I'm better than Odell right now in in my career. I mean, you can make, I mean, you could probably make a case for both sides saying one's better than the other, but like, I, he's going to want that money, and I, I don't feel comfortable at all if I'm any team forking up that much money. Yeah, I think. Uh, cap's cap is a myth at this point. Cap is a myth. If you you can manipulate there, it, there's so, so many much. ways to manipulate. It. Like it, I'm staring at the Odell contract right now. He's guaranteed nearly 14 million dollars. His cap hit this year is under four mil. Yeah, like uh, there's you, you ways to work. It. Like yeah, his base salary is just over a million. His signing bonus is 2.75, right around there, a little bit higher million. But it's spaced out over five years where he's not even with the team. He's yeah. on a one-year deal. Like they're just willing to just toss a couple million dollars at him every year when he's not even there. And that's the sense where it's just like I don't really care for paying him that. Like I, I don't think we're in a spot like where we have to. We need him. Like it's it would be great to have him. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if we necessarily need him that much. I don't want to say you need him, but, I mean, we're going to get into this, too. I mean, might as well just introduce it now. Go ahead. Uh, rip. Mike Clay came out with his wide receiver rankings. Mike Clay works for ESPN. Yes, big yeah. name. Hey, yep. He's on the Fantasy Focus podcast. Yep. A, a really good guy, if you're not following him on Twitter, to, you know, puts out some really good information about... Good for know, fantasy, too. Yeah, I like quarterback, wide receiver, yep. cornerback, wide receiver matchup, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Some good content. But he does a preseason wide receiver room rankings and it came out and this was prior to deandre hopkins being released the browns slot in at 21st yeah you know what the crazy thing about all of that is too 
the air the Cardinals were really high on that list. Yeah, the Cardinals are sixth. Yeah, which is interesting because if you take DeAndre Hopkins out of that equation, that wide receiving room sucks. You're elite. I, dude. You're pushing it. A, I don't think it's good. It doesn't. Are suck. you kidding me? Like it, your wide receiver one worse. is Marquise Brown. Correct. Again, worse. I don't think it sucks. Rondell Moore, a good wide receiver. Like if you Three. can go out and get another wide receiver, that room's still not bad. Like if, if you can you get a can, decent, yeah. yeah. But like, I mean, who else would they get at that point? They're banking on a third rounder and Michael Wilson, maybe, because they don't have a true outside guy. No, they don't. I mean, it's like I said, I don't think it's good. There's a couple of good guys there, and you definitely get worse this year. That's not a, like significantly worse. But I guess my my the reason why I was saying it like that was when you think about it. If you take the because the rankings were done with DeAndre Hopkins on the Cardinals, correct? So I'm saying, if you think about it, how much impact do you think DeAndre had on that room then? Oh, a ton. So then, like, I, I mean, I guess it's more of like you're thinking, okay, how much could he raise us then at that point? Oh, I like it's it's a huge amount, right? Like, right. let's not get away from it. Like, he is, is still that guy, right? Like, he's very good. He's still an out, he, one of the best outside threats in the league. Um, I'll read off all the stats. I mean, with what it, the, in the other part we for we didn't mention is they did play together. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson and DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins. Yeah, three they, years for three years, three very successful years through uh 2017 to. 2019, and that was the thing. Like when we were talking about like a wide receiver one for a new quarterback, it's it's huge. And DeAndre Hopkins was that guy. So there's the chemistry is already there with them, which is a why I think we're getting thrown a lot into this talk because it's like oh like all right well they have that they liked each other. I don't think there was any beef between them. No, I mean like these two even this off season. Yeah. Like, DeAndre Hopkins was still posting pictures on social media with Deshaun Watson amid the controversy. Right. Like, it was still when it was the, I mean, technically it is still the alleged cases, but, like, nothing had been settled in the court system yet, and he was still right there next to him. Like, they're good friends. Right. Well, another thing, too, is um, they also both played at Clemson, not at the same time. Um, DeAndre Hopkins drafted in 2013, and then Deshaun Watson drafted in 2017, but... I don't know. I think I think that's the main reason why people are just saying that. I don't think it's that we need another guy. I think it's more of just like, oh, well, he already has the connection with them. Well, but, okay, pose to me this. Like, you say we don't need the other guy, but if you look at the top of the teams on that Mike Clay list, like, we're talking the top teams in the league. Like yeah, you need a good set of wide receivers. I don't think you. No, you do. I don't get me wrong, but I think it's more of me just banking on Elijah Moore. I think maybe I am too high on him right now. That's maybe that's probably my problem right now. But the thing is, like, I think he could be a two. That's fine, but also you said it like DPJ as a three. Like, are you? I don't trust it. Obviously. So if you can move Elijah Moore to your three, like you're, we're talking. I don't want to say this wide receiver room would be as good as this because I don't think it would. But, like, it's a situation of, like, the Bengals. Like, 
Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. That's those the are, only thing that I can really think of is just like that room where it's just they have three guys when Tyler Boyd could easily be a very good two on any other team. Granted, he is getting older. But, I mean, you've seen it before. He was, I mean, basically the one for the Bengals for a while there. I mean, T. Higgins, it was that – It was we keep circling back to 2020, which is funny. Um, so it was that year Tyler Boyd was considered the wide receiver one for the Bengals. Right. And it wasn't until the end of the year that T. Higgins started to show up and ball out. And then everyone assumed, like, all right, well, T. Higgins was just going to be the one. But then they go out and they draft Jamar Chase, and then he steps as the one. And, like, Tyler Boyd just, like, kind of, like, fell down the list, like, automatically. I'm shocked that he's still there. And, like, I don't know. Like, usually you see guys want to get out of there when they're already in that prominent role, I guess, in my opinion. But, I don't know, it was... Kind of, but you get the right guys. Guess what? They're winning. Right. No, they're like, winning. They're like, winning. They're constantly atop the AFC right now. Right. Like the last couple of years, why leave? No, I don't. I don't blame them. I mean, especially too. You have, in my opinion, the second best quarterback in the league throwing to you. Yeah, it's pretty nice, and he's not putting up bad numbers either. You know, it's probably not a thousand yards and stuff like that. But I just don't. It, it depends what you value, right? Right. Like, if you want to go out and win a ring. And there is an absolute dichotomy here between guys. Like dichotomy, good one. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. But it, there is. It's between guys who are the old-fashioned way, do anything to win a ring. And I'm totally with you. Totally get that. And I totally get the other side of I'm going to hit my numbers. I'm going to be a star. I'm going to get paid. Yeah. And I, hopefully, I win a ring along the way. Right? Like I get. It's it. a dilemma. Yeah. It, because I know. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of guys in NBA, MLB. NFL, they all deal with that every single year. But there is also elements too of that where it's like you're setting the market and you have to at some point take the money that you deserve. Exactly. To. You can take a little bit of a cut, I think. And I think like that's probably what Joe Burrow would do. But at some point, you're going to have to at least be in the ballpark of what you should get because it's unfair then. If you go out there, because you're you're setting the market. You saw this last year with Christian Kirk. He set the wide receiver market, and it was horrific. He goes, and I'm pretty sure it was like 21 mil. Yep. He gets 21 mil a year, which in no way, shape, or form you should be paying Christian Kirk, who's a wide receiver too at best, 21 mil a year. And and that's the thing. You're That's where it's going to be with DeAndre Hopkins. It's like... Okay, the only guy that I can really think of that really set the wide receiver market this year was Odell. And so that's kind of where it's going to be like, all right, well, how much are you going to be able to pay him in that sense? But overall, I mean, like, the the guy going back to, like, his time with, like, the Texans, the dude balled out with Deshaun. I mean, it was 3,343 yards, 25 TDs, 264 catches, um, in all of those, in those three years, I mean, it was all a thousand yard seasons, a thousand yards plus. It wasn't just like around that. I mean, it was like 1,300, 1,500, 1,100. And then he gets, then after the trade, too, I mean, like he was still putting up numbers. I mean, what? It was 1,400 in his first year with the Cardinals. And then 2021 comes around, doesn't do too hot, gets, um, was, that? I think that was the COVID season, technically. Yeah. No, I don't think it was the COVID season. I thought it was 2020. 2020 was the COVID season. 
I don't know. I I want to say there was an maybe injury. Right, yeah. I think it was an injury that was the case there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe you're right. Because then he goes down. He only gets just under 600 yards. And then this year, I mean, he misses six games and he still puts up 717 yards. So, like, I mean, I could get the case where it's just like the production is still there on the charts. But it's just like, again, how much do you think he's got after that? So, I don't know. The Like you said, the Browns currently rank 21 on uh, Mike Clay's list. And that is including Elijah Moore. Um, but, I mean, the other element to this too is which I'm thinking you're going to probably agree on is who's going to play the other outside spot because Elijah Moore will be in the slot but there's going to be two guys out wide no matter what yeah you get Amari Cooper and then no one right now it's DPJ or Cedric Tillman you assume DPJ it's going to be DPJ and listen I've said it on this podcast I like DPJ I'm way higher on him than you are I don't care. Yeah. Like, if you have a chance to get DeAndre Hopkins, you go out and you get DeAndre Hopkins. If that's a possibility there, like, I'm not playing for second place. Yeah. Like, I want to win a Super Bowl. And that should be the mentality around the league. Right. Like, if you have a chance to make a move that makes you a instant Super Bowl contender, you make it. And I think this is one of those moves. Like, I don't mind if they did it. Like, if they went out there, they somehow figured out the cap situation. This would be the final move, obviously. There's yeah, there's nothing more passes. Nothing you could do, really, because then at that point, you literally have no money whatsoever. In terms of money, we have no money. But you're, you're, you're looking like my bank account at that point. Yeah, right there with you. Right. But the thing is, like, I mean, you're right. This wide receiving room, we've talked about the depth. It's an issue. It's, it, it's a legitimate issue. And, again, like you said – Many of the top teams in the league right now, that's one of the things that they all have in common. I mean, maybe not the Bills and Chiefs, but you look at the Eagles, that's one team where it's just like they have two great wide receivers, and then they they have some depth with it too. So I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I guess that's the one thing that's really driving me like, all right, maybe, maybe we should go after them. But again, it's just like, when's this dip going to take? Because it's going to happen eventually. It's going to be. I don't think you've seen an area where you're like, it's going to happen this year. That's fair. Like, I, I think you still get a good year out of him. It, right. it doesn't have to be a 1,500 yard season. No, it doesn't, because that's going to be Amari Cooper's role of at least getting 1,200. Right. Like, if you around, put, not 12, at least 1,000. I at if, least just want 1,000 out of him. If you put both those guys out there and they both hover around 1,000, win. Yeah. Like,. That's a success. I guess, okay, so then my question becomes this. Let's let's play a little game. I know we didn't put it in our outline and talked about it beforehand, but I want to play a little game. I'm all for impromptu. Let's make our prediction now on Elijah Moore. What do you think he's going to do this year? We'll do two parts of it. We're going to do if uh, DeAndre Hopkins is on the team or if DeAndre Hopkins is off the team. What do you think his numbers will be? We'll start with receiving yards. How many do you think he could put up? Assuming he's healthy. Yes, yeah, we're, we're always assuming assumption. he's healthy. We're going to say minimum 15 games. I think the guy's hovering as a wide receiver two, 900 yards. Okay. Like around, like he's got to be pushing towards 1,000. They said it. This offense is going to pass more. Yeah. He's got to, like, you got to be pushing two guys towards 1,000 yards. 
I think he gets. I think he clears a thousand. Yeah. And here's why. I don't think it's crazy. Donovan Peoples-Jones has been hovering around the thousand yard. D- did he clear last year? I think he might have cleared thousand yards. I can stat check you. Just keep going. We're good. But I mean, he's been in that range all this time for the past couple of years. In the in, in he was the wide receiver too. And if I'm gonna say that he's better, that Elijah Moore's better than DPJ, then I'm a I'm gonna take the assumption that he's going to put up more yards eventually. And again, like you said, like we're going to pass the ball more this year, which I'm totally fine with. I don't agree with everyone else on Twitter just screaming about how we need to go back to running the ball. No, when you have a quarterback this talented and you have a talented wide receiver one and an up-and-coming wide receiver two in a league that is becoming more pass-heavy, you need to throw the ball. I'm sick and tired of seeing that narrative. But I I could definitely see... Elijah Moore getting a thousand yard season. Yeah, DPJ by the way, eight hundred thirty nine yards last. Eight hundred thirty yard. Okay, he was. I know he's like been always very close in that sense of yeah. like getting I mean, up to that year before that fourteen games, six hundred yards, and then a year before that he basically didn't play twelve games, right. but only fourteen catches. So, so that's I guess yeah. How many catches did he have? Uh, Sixty one. Sixty one on ninety six right. targets. So then how many catches do you think Elijah Moore will get, or targets? We'll go targets. Targets, I think, is is probably right around there, right? Okay. I think maybe a little bit more, probably like 1 to 110 range. Okay. Just because I, I think you get more targets out of the slot. Yeah. Just because you're running shorter routes. That's kind of not your check down, but also mm-hmm. like a shorter route guy. You kind of see an influx in targets there and the decrease in yards per you know catch, yards per attempt, however you want to. Makes you sense. Know. But I, I think he gets a little bit more. Um, receptions, I think, again, higher, higher than 61 just because of, again, in the slot, yeah, higher percentage passes. Okay. Yeah, I think, so you said, what, 94 targets? Uh, 96 from 96. DPJ. I said between 1 and 110. For- I think you see that range. I think you're right. It's going to be that range of in the 1, 110 range because I, I think – Yes, the it makes more sense about the slot, but it also is just I think Elijah Moore is a more dynamic wide receiver, and he's going to be a better deep threat. And if you look back to the past, like I mean, who was playing slot for the Texans in his time? Yeah, Little trivia that, question: Will Fuller down there? Or he's on the outside, right? He was. I think he was on the either way. He, like, yeah, he's a speed demon, but I want to say he was on the outside. Yeah. Well, it was also Brandon Cooks. That's true, yeah. 100%. So, the thing is, like, when you look at that, Deshaun Watson loves his speed, guys. Yeah. And he both, I'm pretty sure that season, if Will Fuller doesn't get the, um, he, it was a, another uh, drug suspension, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was a PED suspension, yeah. I believe. If he doesn't get suspended, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure Cooks and him are putting up Pretty good numbers that year. Oh, no doubt about it. So I think he he favors those speed guys. And the thing with Donovan Peoples Jones is, yeah, like we call him a deep threat, but it's more of just because he's a physical guy that could get 50 50 balls. More of like a, a DK Metcalf style, but not like obviously yeah, not. He's not DK, right. Right. No one's going to be DK Metcalf. But it's more of that style where it's just like, yeah, he's not going to take the top off the defense. I say that all the time. Like, we need a guy that's going to take the top off the defense. He's a good contested catch guy, 
sort of, I guess. But like overall, I mean, like I just don't. It, it, Elijah Moore is going to bring a different element to this team that we've never had, and I I think I think that's why I'm just really high on him. Um, and I think DeAndre Hopkins, if we did get him, he's going to easily fill into that role then too. If it, because that's that's basically what we're asking for. We're going to get a guy that could play outside and be a contested catch guy, because that's what we wanted Donovan Peoples Jones to be all this time, and he's just not fully there in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He's he's got room to grow, but it's just again, strange. Yeah, if yeah. you if you get a chance to have D Hop, you got to like you, you got to scrap the young guy, right? Yeah. Like, I, I like him. I think he's developing. I, I think you've seen him get better year after year. It's just like, man, how how could you not? Yeah. Like, it's I, I right agree. there. I'm just, I guess I'm more of like, I'm not disappointed if we don't get him. No, because no, I I'm think fine. We're, we're fine in the sense of it, we at least got two guys. I don't, I don't think you're, you're, you're awful with that. I think you look at this team and you're like, oh my God, like, who are they going to pass the ball to? Right. Like, I think. If you get D Hop though, you're like, oh my god, Everyone, who, yeah. who can't they pass the ball right. to, right? It is kind of like that scenario then with with the um Bengals right now where they literally you could just throw it up and Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't matter who's like you don't you got three guys who can catch the ball, right? Like, right. Well, and that's the thing, like I feel like also too, little side note about the Bengals, like that flew under the radar, Irv Smith Jr. being their tight end. I think that's a solid move by them. They moved off of Hayden Hurst. He goes and signs with the Panthers. Yeah. I think, I mean, this dude's just been riddled by injuries. That's going to be his problem. But, I mean, they didn't go and draft one this year. Everyone thought they were going to maybe take a guy in the first round, but they ended up, like, going the complete different opposite side of the ball. But, I mean. that was uh, That's Minnesota, right? Uh, yeah, he was from he was Minnesota. Minnesota. Yep, yep. And then they go out and get Hawkinson. Like, so his and I know role he got, got diminished. Like yeah. you said, riddled with injuries. Riddled with injuries. I, I like him. I like him too. I, I had him at one point in fantasy last year. Right. Everyone, everyone had was, was banking on him, and then he gets he again hurt. So I mean, just random side note. I was just thinking about that the other day. But yeah, I mean, and like you said about like the depth, um, we we've talked about it a couple times here, and like who's going to make the the roster and stuff. Um, Isaiah Weston, gone. So we were right about that one. Yeah, there's um, a guy that you know you don't have to. I mean, I don't think he was making the roster either way, but one less guy competition. Right, and that was the other thing too. Was like, I was kind of looking at it. I didn't realize he was 25. Yeah, that was the big one. And that's probably why he didn't get drafted because he was a de- he was a developmental guy and like when you're like 24, 25, yeah, how much time you got to develop? You don't got much time to develop in that sense. I mean, shoot, freaking uh, DeAndre Hopkins is 31 and he's close to that in age too. So I just oh man, I that was part that that makes a lot more sense. But yeah, it kind of kind of sucks. I was hoping for something last year, like random, but. Obviously didn't really pan out, but then here's here's my last question about more of like the Deshaun to the Browns right now, because I mean, we're gonna play the game again. Then who el- who leaves? Ah, well, I think you can definitely. I say, love this game. Yeah, it, it's I a great game. Freaking love this game. Well, you I don't can know definitely why. again say who pack it up. Is the wide receiver what it would be? Sixth. I yeah. I I guess you tell us out like. I mean, you feel okay tossing out Goodwin at that point, right? 
I mean, you'd have to. Like Goodwin or Jakeem Grant, I, either I of those guys. You, I think you boot Jakeem Grant at that point, and then you just have Goodwin play as your kick returner. I think it's it's whatever guy you feel better about being the returner is one that stays, right? So then I think it would be... Like, I think Jakeem Grant's the better returner, personally, yeah. but if I know, still the worry team about sees that it's good wins... Yeah. It's whatever they see. I think whatever guy you would see on the roster is the one they're more confident in to handle return duties. Right. And I think then it would look like, for everyone else, it would probably then look like if it we were to do that, Cooper, Moore, Hopkins... Tillman, DPJ. And then one of those. And then one of those. Yeah, one of those two guys. Good winner. I I think it would be good one. By the way, know. Browns on that Mike Clay ranking, like if, if you need any more reason to say you should go out and get DeAndre Hopkins, it, it's five deep is how he's ranking the wide receiver mm-hmm. rooms in depth of five. David Bell is on the list, man. Yeah. Get him out of here. Yeah, that's no, that's uh, no bueno. Like, if that doesn't tell you, go get another wide receiver, like, I don't know what will. I don't want David Bell even touching the field. No, he's he's probably going to be gone. I, is he practice squad eligible? Uh, I don't know how that works. Honestly. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe. I would assume so, right? I'd probably have to put him on the practice squad at that point, and I would not fear anyone going and trying to pick him up. Yeah, no, probably not. But, anywho... Hey, enjoying this edition of Mistake by the Take? Never miss an episode by hitting the follow button on the podcast and by dropping a follow on our social medias. That's at Mistake by the Take on Instagram and at MBTT Pod on Twitter. Again, at Mistake by the Take on Instagram and at MBTT Pod on Twitter. Thanks a lot. And now, back to the show. So, he, and at some point, he did go on to, um, the I Am Athlete podcast, and that's with like Brandon Marshall. Pretty good, good podcast. I like yep, listening to it. Same. It's a. I think it's always interesting when you can get a player's perspective, and it, it shows that different element. Because I mean, we could talk about whatever as much as we want, but we never will truly have that much of an like perspective an insight, on it. Yeah, we yeah. Just, we just don't have. We're not inside the mind of the guys on the field, right? And like you know, I've had my my college career and stuff like that but it's not to this level so i think it, it good podcast but deandre hopkins does go on it and he does drop a list of like five qbs that he would love to catch passes for the first one was josh allen first one out of his mouth i think that this is a very underrated one because i don't i hate that wide receiving room Truthfully. Oh, so does Mike Clay. Mike Clay hates it too, and I mean, Mike Clay has them ranked directly above the Browns at twenty because they only have Stephon Diggs. That's yeah. it. I mean, it, the Gabe Davis hype is horrendous. I don't know if you guys ever, like. I mean, this is again Cleveland based, so I won't like go on this long Gabe Davis just rant or anything like that. But like, there, there, I've seen so many. I spend so so much time on Twitter. I've seen so many people hype this dude up and just absolutely falls through he everyone expected him to be this wide receiver too for the bills and like you know put up all these numbers be a a sleepy picking uh fantasy football and the dude just does not produce and i think part of it is too like the system is kind of wonky there and it only favors a wide receiver one in a slot usually and gabe davis technically doesn't play in the slot but that's the other thing too it's just like 
they don't have anyone in the slot. They've tried so many different guys there, and it's just not worked. So I think people just kind of figured out the Bills. Uh, you just double Gabe Davis, it. and then you force the ball to Stephon Diggs, and if you know it's going there, it, yeah, it's a lot easier to stop, right? I just so I don't. They they definitely need someone in there. And Gabe Davis has got a case of the yips. Like yeah, no, he, he's he can't hold on to the football. Yeah, like he just keeps he's got a drop problem. He's got a he's, good physical build. Yeah. You would you would expect him to be an X. I'm pretty sure he is six three, but like he's just not a true X at that point. So I I don't know. I think from a perspective of like getting another big name wide receiver in there, that makes a lot of sense for them. Agreed. But I do think they need to address that slot desperately. Uh, they drafted Khalil Shakir, um, the kid out of Boise State, I believe in the fifth round of the 2022 draft. Yep. Liked his film. Liked him as well. He he did a little bit. Um, he had a little bit of an impact last year. I know uh, Isaiah McKenzie was kind of, I think, I'm pr- pretty sure he was dealing with some injuries, but McKenzie was not in the lineup for most of the time, and he was the guy that was usually the slot. So you saw Shakir step up later on. So, again, not a bad signing there. Again, giving another weapon to Josh Allen helps a ton. I think they also need help in the run game, but, again, for a later time in that sense. Um, also, I think you navigate the cap doable. Yeah. I think if, if you can navigate the cap, I think it's a move they 100% make. Oh, they they, they have to do it because yeah. that I think they're wide. They don't have a guy in that wide receiver room where it's just like, well, he has a chance to be a very good producing wide receiver too like we do. It's more of just like Gabe Davis has it's kind of like us where it's like it's a question mark. Your DPJ, wide receiver two is a question mark. That's what I'm saying. Like DP it's kind of like DPJ with us where it's just like you try to make this guy a wide receiver two when he's not and he's a wide receiver three. Yeah. Just how it is. Um other guy Jalen Hurts. I don't, um, I don't even think that one's possible. I don't I, like that wide, like it, it oh would my be God. so wild if he ended up there but that I, may be the best wide receiving room that I've ever seen. Oh, a hundred percent would like. You, are you kidding me? Yeah, no. I mean, it, dude, like that's like that. That room ridiculous. would be absolutely filthy. AJ, AJ Brown, Brown, Devontae Smith, and D Hop. Yeah, they have depth too, which I, yeah, I think I, it's very underrated in my opinion. Yeah, Quez Watkins, and then uh, I like Quez Watkins. Zacchaeus. I don't know how to say his first name properly, but formerly with the Falcons. That, that is your wide receiver. Oh yeah, uh, Achimile Olamide yeah. or yeah, it's it's a really yeah, yeah. no, but it, that was another way to pick up. Um, oh god, that would break the league. That would especially with Jalen Hurts like Again, chucking I, now. Yeah, I, I just don't oh, think it happens though. Right, and like and people have been making the case lately of Devontae Smith being a top ten wide receiver. So if you get I mean, A.J. Brown is a top 10 wide receiver. You'd have three top 10 wide receivers. Right. That would be absolutely ridiculous. I don't think that happens. I Um, I mean, and again, this is just a list that D-Hop said, I I would love to catch passes from these quarterbacks. This is not like... Right, these are my top five destinations. But, it's just like I like the quarterback; I'd love to catch passes. But from the him. but the quarterback room does have a huge impact 100%. on it, and yep. it also is kind of that it like it shows because he's also gone out there and say he wants to play with a contender. Because if you think about it, he's never really played for a true contender. Yeah, like the Texans made the playoffs and stuff like that. That was about it. But that was about it, and like the Cardinals are just a mess. So, anywho. He then the third one he says is Patrick Mahomes again needed and doable needed and doable that is a very very likely place in my opinion I think your top two that you're looking at because the, the I'll say we're, the we're next two looking, then. yeah go ahead the the next two Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert were so the list was all Josh Allen Jalen Hurts Patrick Mahomes 
uh, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. Yeah. So again, I think the this is basically like if not the Browns, then where? Right. Like yeah. And I I think he does end up at one of these spots and not with the Browns. But again, I think the Browns is possible. I think they're mm-hmm. in the mix. But I think he either ends up with the Bills or the Chiefs, and they just find a way to navigate the cap. Like that's what front offices are doing nowadays. And the other thing is, so I don't think he ends up with the Eagles. I just don't think that's you know in their vision. I don't think you have that possibility. Right. Really. I, I think that's more of just fans being wishful thinking. It, it, like yeah, and D Hop just bringing it up, right? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, if I was an Eagles fan, I'd be going crazy too. Oh if yeah. That was. But Justin Herbert and the Chargers. They just draft Quentin Johnson. Right. I, I just don't see. And that they re-sign one. Uh, uh, Mike Williams, and they still have Keenan Allen. So that's that's a filled wide receiver room. And, and eventually, well, and eventually too, you want to get Quentin Johnson on the field at some point this year because he's a he's a first round wide receiver. Exactly. And if we're gonna sit here and Lamar Jackson, right now, I don't think the Ravens are out of the realm of possibility. I think it's definitely doable for them. It'd be a lot of money in your wide receiver room right now. But if you're the Browns, man, put the blank check on the table if he's gonna end up on the Ravens. Absolutely not. You know, here's my here's my take about the Ravens. I'm not going to I don't know how they're going to be this year truthfully. Here's the thing. I I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson. I've said that multiple times. I think he's I do I think he's a top 10 quarterback? Yes. But do I think he's a quarterback that can win a championship? Not yet. We don't know for sure what happened with that offense. Is it Lamar's fault that they're just not as a not getting them to the next level? It, no. Have well, you watched the game against well, the I, Browns? Well, hold, on, hold on. Let me get let me get to it. We don't know if it's Lamar. We don't know if it was Greg Roman. We don't know if it's the wide receiver room. This and this is the first year where we're kind of looking at it and we're like, okay, new offensive coordinator comes in, Todd Munkin from uh Georgia. This is Lamar's year of like, all right, dude, we got you. We got you, Odell. We drafted a wide receiver in the first round. We have one from, it was the 2021 draft in Rashad Bateman. I'm just saying, like, he's going to be that guy where it's just like, they could, if it was Greg Roman this whole time, then yes, this league would be broken if you had Odell Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, and then DeAndre Hopkins on that list. That would be broken. Don't get me wrong, because I'm still high on Rashad Bateman and I'm still high on Zay Flowers. I just I don't know. Like I don't personally I don't see them going after it because like you said, it was just like I mean, they I mean the money's they have the money for it. I'll say that. They have eleven mil and I think they can manipulate it enough to get them in. But then again, you're burning a crap ton of money on that and I just I feel like at some point they don't want to call Rashad Bateman a bust yet because I I I don't think he is that's what I'm saying they don't want because I mean they want him to at least produce at some point because I mean if if DeAndre Hopkins comes I mean you got to boot him to the bench right Bateman yeah you're sending Bateman to the bench out of that squad who are you going to send to the bench then you have D-Hop Odell, Zay Flowers, and Bateman. They're going to play Zay Flowers over him just because they just drafted him. He's the new toy. You're sending him to the bench. 
I just think you run more wide receiver. Like then, then your wide receiver room stat, you just got to give guys the ball, right? I guess so. I mean, you could do a rotation at that point, but it is weird because there's a lot of different skill sets to that team there at, at that. It also kind of depends on o, OBJ's health, right? Like that's what I'm worried about too. I, I that would be like, like not saying that he's going to get injured, but just like how many snaps can you run out there for a full 17 games? Right. Like it, like you're going to have to ramp back up and into the season. I feel like in a way. Yeah. Oh God, I just I. Can you imagine also, dumping that much money? Lamar in 2019-2020 where he played the whole seasons 14 and 2 and 11 and 5. Like he was not gonna, at the top of the division. Like I don't I'm not saying that he's not a winner. I I'm saying that in this league my again my philosophy is it's a very pass heavy league. The teams that are winning the championships are with quarterbacks that can pass and get damage done in the air. And right now Lamar Jackson has not been that guy where he's really because the thing is when it comes to those moments when it's you know two minutes left in the game you got to go into a two-minute drill he can't run the ball he's got to throw it and it could have been Greg Roman just being like I don't trust him enough like you know and not unleashing him and using him to the full capability that's why I'm not like banking and saying like Lamar like sucks or anything like that. I don't. We, we just never know. Or it could have been he was just thrown to bricks. Like maybe Rashad Bateman was a bust. Maybe I mean like after, he was also the only wide receiver there, right? Like, right. Well, and he's also there. He's, there was no way to get attention off of him. Right. And as a guy like that, I just feel like that's unfair. I mean, that room was like Devin Duvernay, uh, James Porsche was he was a, he was another training camp hero that just like kind of popped and he did a little bit during the season, but like. I, then Bateman goes down with injuries and stuff. So, I mean, that that doesn't help, too. But I'm really interested to see what they do then in that sense because, I mean, like, it's going to be make or break with – not not make or break with Lamar, but, like, that whole offense as a whole. I, I really – I do like Todd Munkin. I thought that was a good hire. I, I am starting to like the, the idea of going into college, bringing in new elements into the league – and trying out something new because I mean this is a complete 180 from what they had originally. So, I, and he he did run a good pass game with Stenson Bennett at Georgia. I mean when you have a brick of a quarterback like him, I mean now you give him Lamar, he's gonna have a little bit of fun. Yeah, I'm assuming no, definitely. I just uh, and I I'm hate to say that it. I was I I hate yeah. to say that I like the Todd Munkin hire obviously being. Cleveland fan and stuff, but like, no, we do got to be realistic. I got to, I got to yeah. be realistic about it. No, and I just think my problem here when I'm looking at it from a Cleveland perspective too. When I said put the blank check down on the table, you don't want to have to face him. You, you don't want to face him in like maybe Lamar can't win a Super Bowl, right? Like, right. Like you said, maybe that's the reality. But you know what he can do? Kick her ass twice a year. At least, yeah. Like it, he's done it. He he's put up, if not like you know, dismantling us playing an incredibly close game every single time you're right you're right and, it, and that will and then it has effects on us on if we you know winning the division or yep. just getting a wild card spot because at this point step one is make the playoffs yeah you you can't win a super bowl if you can't beat your division this and is the afc north is probably the hardest division of is. football right now it is i mean everyone's like in consensus at this point and i mean yeah especially with two when you're like one of the worst teams in the division, like, worst teams, I'm saying, is, like, us and the Steelers. Like, really? Like, right? I, I don't know. So... You got to play Cincinnati twice a year and Baltimore twice a year right now. It makes sense. So, I also think um, we're going to... 
I'm going to move on here quick um, after this, but I don't think this is being talked enough enough, talked about enough. The Patriots are kind of a sleeper for it. I know, I know you're going to hate on this, but let me, let me, let me, let me get through this. I don't like Bill Belichick does not know how to draft. Period. He no. it, only quarterbacks, obviously. Well, from even, the sense of I Tom mean, Brady, even then, right? Like, not necessarily. I mean, like if you look at it, he gets those mid-round quarterbacks. Like he's gotten Jimmy. He drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. He drafted Jacoby Brissett. Like one of my friends mentioned that to me the other day. Like the dude's actually not bad. And like those guys have produced in the NFL. So and it wasn't like he's. It wasn't like he spent like high draft capital on any of those guys. Right. That's my thing. Like, but like uh, you drafted Tom Brady, and aside from that, you got like fringe starters. Right, but I mean, like in the mid rounds, if you can get those guys, that's kind of impressive. Yeah, but it's not the guy you want starting for your team. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like, I mean, no, there's like other he, teams in the league yeah. that like take dart throws and they absolutely whiff on quarterbacks in like the mid rounds and stuff like that. So I think, in that sense, I mean, and he never really had to look for a quarterback for a while. That's the other thing too. Yeah, but. no, hundred percent. And listen, I'm not throwing shade at Bill Belichick because if you want to talk about whiffing on quarterbacks, I mean, I mean, yeah, we've we're the on capital, quarterbacks, yeah, right? but. No, I mean, other than that, the, the dude cannot draft. And, like, it's shown in the wide receiver room. Like, he just, like, Nikhil Harry, and he missed on, like, DK Metcalf and uh, A.J. Brown in that class. Um, I, I mean, I can't think of any more off the top of my head, really, but, like, the dude just, like, whiffs. Whiffs on wide receivers, especially. In a lot of rooms, too, he does whiff on. Defense, not too bad, other than that. But the other thing was, like, I mean... Their free agency was like nothing. Yeah, no. It wasn't. Like they didn't do anything in the wide receiver room. That's my big thing. They they go out and they sign Juju. Uh, yeah, but you also lose Jacoby Myers. Right? That's what I'm saying. He's literally just going to replace that. They 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 have such similar styles too. You, you got like a slightly better than average wide receiver when you got rid of a slightly better than average wide receiver. Right. So he's going to like fit the system because they force-fed Jacoby Myers oh, a yeah. ton in that system. But the thing is, like, Bill loves DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think people realize that. And when Bill loves someone, there's a chance that he's going to try to get him. There's been, and there's been so many stuff about like him like talking to him, saying, like, you're a really good wide receiver and stuff like that. I always hate playing against you, all that stuff. And it's just like, yeah, you want me to blow the hole in your argument right now? Try. He's a free agent. Yeah. If I get to pick where I'm going, I'm not going to catch passes from Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, all right? Like, it's, it's just not happening. He has free will to go anywhere. I get it, but still. If this was a trade situation, I might be on board with you. I might. He could end up as a Patriot. But now that he's gone, if you sign with the Patriots, like, it would be for nothing other than a contract. I mean, n- n- not necessarily. The Patriots are not contenders. I'm not saying that they're not contenders. I'm He's 31. Saying, well, this dude wants to win. I know, but I mean, Bill, you like it or not, Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches. Not, I'm not saying he is the greatest coaches, but he's in that conversation. No doubt he is. And you can say all that stuff about how, you know, oh, Tom Brady made him and stuff like that. I get it. But he's still a very good coach. And I think that has some sort of element to it, in my opinion. 
And the thing is, they have 14 mil. They could go like out I there. Like I said, I think they have the money. I just don't and, think. And guess what? Guess what? We've seen this happen before with the Patriots. They do that. Can you take Guess what wide receiver I'm thinking of? Come on. You, you got to know. I don't think I have one off the top. I, I feel like I should know this. And there's definitely been scenarios where they've gotten like a guy and just, you know, he hasn't done anything. But. I think I tweeted this out at one point. And I said, oh boy. This is strangely because it was like a video of Bill Belichick being mic'd up. And he said something to DeAndre Hopkins about how, like, you know, he's a very good player and stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm like, this really seems like a Randy Moss situation where he really liked Randy and he came in there and they needed a wide receiver in that room and he balled out. He He balled out with Tom Brady. I'm just saying, though. I'm just saying, like, we've seen Bill do a move of getting a wide receiver, a proven wide receiver that's like, I mean, you can make the case that, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins will most likely be a Hall of Famer, I think, in my opinion, eventually if he keeps going. Yeah. But, you, but whether, like, fringe at least. But you've seen him do like a move like this in the past. Yeah, but it's also when they were like still near the top or like they were a piece away from being a Super Bowl contender. Right, but the thing is like— They you, were 8-9 and nine last year. But who's— And they got worse. I, I get that, but like— that's a you got to make an improvement in that room at some point. You you didn't draft anyone. Thank God you didn't draft anyone this year because you probably would have whiffed on them. But I I just think that like Mac Jones is throwing to Juju Smith Schuster and no one else. Nelson Aguilar. Oh, that's the other thing too. By the way, the Ravens. Nelson Aguilar. He's also there. And I uh, I'm just saying yeah. like that, he was he's another piece of that wide receiver. No, room. I know what you're saying. I just, but either yeah. way, like I, no, I'm and I don't really have trust in him. I'm just saying that was, he, they paid him a decent amount too. But I just I don't I I could I just, there's no one in that room. Literally no one. I like Juju. I think he's a good like slot guy, physical slot. It's a different element to the slot that you usually see. You usually see a speedy guy, kind of like how we always talk about Elijah Moore and stuff. But, you know, Juju not being much of a speed guy, more possession, it kind of, and it fits the offense. So I don't mind the signing, but, like, at the, the like literally, Jacoby Myers and Juju Smith-Schuster signed for the same exact amount. I'm pretty sure it was three years, 33 mil. Yeah. So, like, I doubt, and that's, like, the only offseason move that you did was you just slightly, like, very minimal upgrade to your slot. Uh, just, I don't know. He's a free agent. Like you say, they got to make improvements, but I don't know the bill element. I feel like you. You're throw DeAndre sh- Hopkins. You want to go be the improvement. What happens if they throw down twenty mil? And there was, and there's no one else that are, is willing to throw twenty mil down. You and going thirty one to catch passes from Mac Jones? No, I'm taking a few mil. This guy's made bank. I don't know. Like he's gotten paid. I think that's. I think. Yeah, I guess, but like. He was signing fifty-four million dollar two-year deals, mo- but money is the re- like. That's the thing. We, money talks. Money does. Money. Talk. Money talks. Like I get it, but also like at some point in your career, you have to prioritize winning. And after you haven't been able to do it your whole career, I feel like that starts to take a bump up when you've gotten the money. Well, and the thing is too, like, pe- what people aren't realizing either is like, no one took on like no one was going to trade for him. And, like, that was going to be required for, like, taking on, like, some of his cap and stuff yeah. like that. So that, in my mind, that just tells me that, like, no one really wants to pay him that much. No, 100% so not, they don't. So, yeah. it, it, I mean, like, I could see if, like, Bill just goes out there and just 
says YOLO and throws down a blank check. It's like, here you go. Come be a Patriot. I could see that. Well, for how many years you sign him for, if Bill were to do that, have fun going, you know, eight and nine. Right. Like, no, I, I mean, and I'm not saying that it's going to be a move that, like, just absolutely, like, changes this franchise or anything like that, but it's a piece that they need. And they is, just I think, failed to address so many times. I think when you're in a spot like that, you have to entice guys over, and that comes by drafting or making splashes elsewhere. Like, you have to have a quarterback guys want to catch from. You have yeah. to have maybe a good old line or, like, your defense is really good. You just need upgrades on offense, right? Like, they just don't have that. Like, it's a right. like, kind of mediocre defense right now, like, maybe slightly above average. It's it's not bad. Usually, yeah. I like Bill's defenses. Usually, it's, it's they're usually fine. pretty good. And but I like, think they got a they got a good guy in um oh, what's his name in there, the linebacking coach. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I forget who it was. Sorry, uh, but like offensively, like what do you have? You don't like, have anything. Ramondre you have a, Stevenson. I, I mean, like that's your that's your positive. Like I like Ramondre, but that's your positive. They have a, they have a good running back room, but like again, you know, I said it already twice on this show like you need a passing game in this league to compete and like their division is like really good now they got Aaron Rodgers with the Jets that really saved that franchise if he if that pans out obviously you got the Bills and then you got the Dolphins and those are like three high-powered offenses right there automatically so like your defense is not going to be able to go out there and just win a bunch of games, and you won't be able to compete in that division. New England split whether they even want Mac Jones to start. No, like, I know. There, there's quarterback controversy. I don't. I'd be. I wouldn't touch that team well, with a, a ten foot pole as a wide receiver. That's, that's a whole different element, in my opinion. I think that was more of just Bill being Bill, and I, I don't. I don't mind Mac Jones. I don't think he's good. I I think he's. A mid-tier quarterback. I think he's like Kirk Cousins in that sense, but not not as good because Kirk Cousins has won playoff games and stuff, and he's been to the playoffs. But like, I don't know. I think that he's just mid. Obviously, I think he's below average. Oh well. I mean, again, doesn't really matter. But we're gonna wrap it up with. Uh, obviously, it's uh, it's Wednesday, so uh, that means this or that, and. I think this was this was a good one. I like this idea. Thanks. I, I decided on it when we came in today. So right, yeah. Why not? I um, sat down and was like, eh, yeah, we, this sounds good, right? No one really worked on the outline yesterday. Well, I well, no, 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 no. Let me rephrase. Jake worked on the outline yesterday. I did not. So this or that, but it is going to be the wide receiving rooms by Mike Clay. So basically. Would you rather have this room or that or the Browns? Obviously not this room or that room. It's going to be the Browns compared to a, a room that is sort of close to us, but by the end we'll kind of get to a little bit of like better rooms and stuff. But the kicker in this one is it is with DeAndre Hopkins. That's where, the key element in all of this. We're basically deciding where we think the Browns would be if they got D-Hop. Yes. Um, so... We'll start it off pretty simple. I think this one's a no-brainer for me. Number Coming in at number 19 on his list, and I mean, I did not agree with this one. He has the Saints. So would you rather have the Saints wide receiving room or the Browns wide, rece- wide receiving room with the op? Uh, the Browns, and it clears. And you say you don't agree. I- I'm with you, but 
when you look at the room on paper, I agree. On because paper, yeah. My, Michael Thomas is there. Like, and Chris Olave played really well last Chris year. Chris Olave is going to be the wide receiver one there, no yeah. doubt about it. And I actually I liked Rashid Shahid and. Also, like not to mention, they have depth. Like Traycon Smith isn't bad, and you also have Brian Edwards, who right. If that's my wide receiver five, I'm not mad. Yeah, I honestly, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say the Browns in this one too. But I, I would make the case that even if we don't get DeAndre Hopkins, I'd still put us ahead because I don't trust Michael Thomas to stay on the field. No, I don't either. That's what I'm saying. Like this is an on this paper is a, above. Yeah. Which, on paper. That, and, that's what this whole thing is, though. Like, his list right. is on paper. You assume everybody's healthy, right? Right. And the thing is, like, I mean, Michael Thomas, like, I feel like at some point, too, he's going to be another guy where it's just like the production's going to go down a little bit at some point, uh, Yeah, too. when you like, don't play the game for three years. Right. <laughs> Good old slant boy. <laughs> hey, he was elite, man. I always used to make my Madden uh, ultimate team name team slant boy. But, yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Love I, I, yeah. it was so funny. So we already touched on this team a little bit too in their wide receiving room, but coming in at number eighteen in uh, Mike Clay's list was the Baltimore Ravens. So would you rather have the Baltimore Ravens or the Browns with D Hop? Browns with D Hop, and again, it clears. Like I, I don't even have to think about it. Like I'd rather have Amari than Odell. I'd rather have D Hop than Rashad Bateman. By Miles and Elijah Moore, Zay Flowers. I mean, it, at this point, it's kind of like flip a coin, right? Right. Like they're both again, unproven. Yeah. Like I'm high on Elijah Moore, just like you. But when you come down to the realistic view on it, like you don't know what you're getting with him. Right. This is kind of a tough one because I feel like if the Ravens were firing on all cylinders with their wide receiving room, and like Odell comes back healthy. Rashad Bateman stays healthy. Zay Flowers pops off like I expected him to. Like then, yeah, I would definitely take the Ravens, but I just don't. I don't trust Odell to be there. And this is with D Hop. And this is with D Hop, right? Like right, but I like think D Hop clears but, those receivers by a mile. Like right, D Hop over Odell, D Hop so, over Rashad, and I, Amari. I think, I think over both those guys too. Right. I I gotta go with the Browns, but I mean again, like it, it makes you. You can make a very strong case in the sense that the Ravens could potentially, if 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 all of them were staying healthy, but like again, none of them have stayed healthy no. in my opinion. So I, I'm going to go with the Browns on this one too. Um, and again, like we said earlier, just as an update, the Browns were 21st on Mike Clay's list as well too, just to put it in perspective. This one was kind of interesting. I thought he was really high on this one, and I did not like it at all. He had at number 16 the Bears, the Chicago Bears. And I don't know. I don't uh, I'm not so like I think it's a little high. I think it's way too high. But I, I think the addition of DJ Moore here is huge. Oh, like, oh obviously. Like DJ this Moore would be is a bottom eight. 5 wide receiving core in the league if they didn't have DJ Moore. Yeah, but period. I think I think DJ Moore is underrated and maybe No, he is. Maybe I agree. less so now with the media kind of jumping on that bandwagon of he's underrated. Yeah. But, like, DJ Moore's good. I think Darnell Mooney is also really good. I think Darnell Mooney is very good, too. Like, I think Darnell Mooney's, like, wide receiver two caliber. No, he is. 100%. I agree, too. I Chase Claypool's kind of your question mark, right? Like, he got yeah. traded there last year, and it just felt like he had no impact. Yeah. What do you What are you thinking, then? 
Oh, I still think the Browns are D-hop. Don't, yeah, okay. no, no, don't, okay, no, don't okay. get it twisted. Like, right. Browns are D-hop for I sure. I, I thought I was kind of thinking. I'm thinking about this too. I mean, I think they should be lower in the sense of like they're kind of like the Browns. If you think about it, DJ Moore, wide receiver one, clears. Wide receiver two, Elijah Moore, Darnell Mooney. Similar play styles, not that big. Can't really be a one, but they're going to be a solid two. And then other than that, I mean, like, it's kind of like, you know, yeah. So, like, I definitely, I'm going to say I think, they, also, I think they have better depth than we do, too. I mean, Chase, Chase Kleepool's not a guy where I'm saying, like, I, I mean, he's no, kind of me like either. Donovan Peoples Jones in that sense, too. Yeah. When you no, think about I, it. I agree, but I also think. When your four or five was David Bell, Cedric Tillman, I'd rather have but I mean, Phyllis Jones Jr. and Equinemia St. Brown. Oh, I would. I don't. I mean, I'd rather just like neither. No, like the, no, I no, think I think St. Brown's actually not that bad. He's not terrible, but I mean, I'm not trust. Like, I guess for depth purposes, but I just I, he didn't really show me too much last year. No, I mean that's why he's wide receiver four. Like you said, right. it's, it's a depth purpose. And I, but, well, I, I, I hate Phyllis Jones Jr. I think that was such a. Uh, he's and a he, returner too. Oh, and he's like 25. Yeah, that he's, which is a, he's literally like. I don't want to call him Devin Hester because he's not Devin Hester, but not that style. Close. Like, yeah, he gets on the field as a wide receiver a little bit, but he's there for the be a, to be a returner. Right. So then we have three more teams, and this one, this is where it's going to kind of get like, all right, well, maybe not. At number 12, he had the Denver Broncos, and I think that's a. Very fair place to put him. So, would you rather have the Denver Broncos or the Browns with DeAndre Hopkins? I'm still going Browns with DeAndre Hopkins, but it's definitely closer, right? Like, like I, I think a little bit about before I say it. Like, Jerry, Judy, Cortland, Sutton, you're like, okay, like, that's actually, like, those, those are, I mean, Jerry, Judy, a very much so younger guy. Cortland, Sutton... Eh, 20 younger. I'm pretty yeah. sure like 27, 28. Yeah. So like I range. said, still younger, but like I think they could pretty closely rival Amari and D-Hop at their ages right now. I don't think that's crazy to say. But then I think once you get into depth with D-Hop, I would sign with the Browns. Like the Broncos, like Tim Patrick, Marvin Mims, and KJ Hamler. Like I, I don't. Maybe I'm too low on those guys, but I, I just don't love it. See, that's the opposite. I am pretty high on those guys. Cortland, really, Cortland Sutton, by the way, 27, so okay. not too old. But yeah, I mean, I am. I'm gonna go with the Broncos on this one. I know really? I'm gonna probably get some slander for it, but like the thing is, I just don't think they've had a quarterback at all. Well, no, they haven't. I mean. We saw Russ last year. He sucked. Right. The thing is, like, we've seen Cortland Sutton, like, have bursts, like, even, like, under, like, Drew Locke. And Jerry Judy in the same sense of, like, he's very refined route runner, very good wide receiver. And I think, like, that's why I was just, like, pounding the table of, like, he was on the trade block. Like, go get him. Go get him because he would have been perfect for the Browns, in my opinion. But... I don't know. I the thing is, like, I love their depth. I don't. I I like KJ Hamler again. Another guy where it's just like he dealt with injuries again. And and Tim Patrick injuries too. But then they and then the the kicker in all of this too is like they go out and they draft Marvin Mims. And you know how high I was on Marvin yeah. Mims. 
So I don't know. I think I just I got to go with the Broncos on this one. I've loved their wide receiving room for a couple of years now, and it's just it really hasn't been able to work out mainly because of just quarterbacks. And I mean, you can also say Nathaniel Hackett not really yeah. being the ideal coach, but like I mean, I don't know. I think Sean Payton comes in there and he helps get the best out of what's left of um uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson, sorry, I just drew a blank. But I don't know. I, I'd probably I'd probably go Broncos on that one. I know I'm let me going pose grain. Tim Patrick or Elijah Moore? One healthy Tim Patrick? Yeah. One healthy both of them. For now, Tim Patrick. See, like I'm I'm a complete opposite boat. Like I, I'm really? taking Elijah Moore. Huh. The, the burst that I've seen out of Elijah Moore, I think miles better than Tim Patrick. I think he I think Tim Patrick has he's a better DPJ in the sense of he actually has speed. And he plays what DPJ wanted to play with the element of he's got a little bit of burst. Now the ACL thing is the concern though. That's the only problem because he did tear it at some point. Pretty yeah. sure. So I don't know. That one that one that one was a tough one though, because that's around we're gonna go after um after we go through the list, we're gonna probably try to like slot where our wide receiving room would be with or with with and without DeAndre Hopkins. But um because I don't really agree with being twenty first right now. But the last two that we wanted to go over, and these are kind of like the best of the best kind of thing. And right now, at number eight, he has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So would you rather have Tampa Bay or the Browns with D-Hop? There's the kicker, right? With D-Hop. With D-Hop. Because without D-Hop, clear answer. Oh, without a doubt, the Bucs, right? Yes. Two proven commodities and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans producing a 1,000-yard seasons. Yeah, this this is the one where I just stare at in – the big question mark, like, when healthy, right? But, like, that is such a question mark for this yeah. room. Like, if you're asking me if I had to pick one or the other, what one do I want straight up, like, everything included, I want the Browns with D-Hop. But if really? you guarantee me the Bucks' health, like, I'll probably take the Bucks. but again, I don't think you're getting that. So your final answer is? I, I'll say the Browns with D-Hop. Wow. Yeah, I, it, like I said, cool. if you could say Mike Evans and Chris Godwin don't get hurt, then yeah, but like, I feel like these guys can't stay healthy. I mean, Mike Evans, it's more of Chris Godwin that you're thinking of. I don't think so. I feel like Mike Evans has got an ankle issue every other week. I mean, the dude has still played in like most of the games, though. Not at 100%. I mean, he's still, like, don't get me wrong, Mike Evans is incredible. The thing is, but the thing is that out of all this, though, like, what people don't understand, I mean, Mike Evans has had a thousand yard receiving like in every year that he was in the NFL. Like, do you yeah. realize no, that? Like, yeah, it's. I'm ta- I'm like, taking the Bucks if you couldn't already tell. I just think that you think Mike Evans better than D Hop. The thing is, I don't know if I, I I'm worried that this is going to be the year that D Hop takes his decline because it's around they you know running backs we talk about being 28 as that's when they take the sharp decline i don't know if it's a sharp decline but i'm pretty sure the number the magical number for the wide receivers are like 30 31 is that's when they start to take a dip in production 
I'm starting to get a little worried in that sense because I don't know. And I always don't really... I think people tend to not realize that guys struggle a little bit once they get to a new team in the first kind of start of it. Like, obviously, like, when he went to the Cardinals, like, in his first year, like, that was more of just, like, he's still in his prime kind of thing where it's just, he's, no matter what, he's DeAndre Hopkins, a monster. But, like, right now he's, like, 31. So, I I mean, there could be a chance that he struggles this year, too. So, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with the Bucks on this one. I think that was really tough, but... If you're worried about D-Hop, then you got to be worried about Mike Evans. Mike Evans turns 30 before the season starts. Yeah. He's in that same spot. I like, guess. I mean, like, D-Hop's a year older, but, like, you're right there with him, neck and neck. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, to say the least. But I think I'm going to go with the Bucks. I, I'm pretty high on Chris Godwin, too. But you think Chris Godwin over Amari Cooper? I think Chris I don't know. That's what I'm know. saying. Like I feel like personally, like like I said, fully healthy, like I'd probably take Mike Evans right now over D Hop by a slight margin. But I also probably pretty comfortably take Amari over Chris Godwin in my mind. Not like I don't want to say comfortably because like they're both very good, but I think Amari's better. Yeah. Dang, I'm wondering how you're going to think about this one then. So, coming in at number five, one of the best wide receiving rooms in the, in the league right now, Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I, I agree. I think they're a top five room. But, and and also former destination of our own wide receiver, Amari Cooper. So, I'm afraid to ask this, but would you rather have the Dallas Cowboys or the Browns with D-Hop. You're going to say you're going to say so it. it's so tough. I am going to go uh don't you I'm I'm going to go Cowboys, but I okay. feel like this is an overrated room by the way. I don't like, I don't like, okay, a little to an extent, yes, but again, it's a team where it hold depends like if Michael Gallup does come back. That's it, right? That that's your like that's your key. That's your key. Like because Gallup that dude, has to be good. That dude was like pretty good. I'm high. I like I, Gallup. I like Gallup too. But he's been dealing with injuries, and like he saw his role get really diminished when they drafted uh, C.D. Lamb. That yep. was the the big one. So then they go out and they he becomes a wide receiver three, but it's a little bit of trust in them when he goes and he ends up. Like they end up moving off of Amari Cooper because then it's just like, all right, well, we we should be fine. We got Michael Gallup, but then again, deals with injuries. I don't know. I I think it's pretty clear the Cowboys. And the thing is too, they already got a two right now, in Brandon Cooks. Like okay, but this is this is what I'm saying, right? Oh God. Right. No. Okay. Like I said, I'm signing with the Cowboys. I'm with the Cowboys. Yeah. But I know exactly what you're going to say. The too. Cardinals are ranked sixth on this list. Okay. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is obviously sticking the same as with Browns with DeAndre Hopkins. Like, I think Amari's better than Marquise Brown. Right? Am I? Do you think I'm crazy? No, I, I don't think you're crazy. In Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore? I'll take Elijah Moore. Rondell Moore is more of just a gadget guy. Right? So, like, then you got Michael Wilson, Greg Dorch. You slot in, you know, DPJ and Cedric Tillman. 
okay. Like, I don't think there's that big of a gap in that depth either. I think Michael uh, Wilson, he, they just drafted him this right, year. No, I yeah. think, yeah, he, he might be. Like, he's there's a, good a gap. Piece, like, but I think than, they're better depth, but I don't think it's like. I just Whoa. don't know. I, well, I don't know, like, what that room's going to be like now because, like, where he would put it. Because, I mean, like, dude, that's your key piece. No, that's what I'm saying, though. That's, there's, like, there's six in that spot. They, they, and I just don't think that they should be at six. That's that, my that's problem. Fair. That's, I mean, I a think fine point, but for me, it should be Broncos a little higher on that list. I'm not saying they should be at six, but I'm saying they should be higher than 12. But then the Cardinals, even with D Hop, they're not even close to being the number six room. I mean, yeah, granted that Marquise Brown, you can make a case for that, but it's just, I don't think he's going to ever be a true wide receiver one. When you think of Marquise Brown, you don't think wide receiver one, right? No, I do not. Exactly. That's what I'm, like, it's 100% different without D-Hop, but with D-Hop, that room, I I would say probably a couple spots lower, but not, like, crazy. Oh, I'd go crazy. Like, I'm, I don't know, a little way further than that. I don't know. Look, I think Cowboys are better still than us with the yeah. CD Lamb is really the separator there in my mind. Yeah, he's a he's like a he's a top, top ten easily. I would probably be willing to say top five, honestly. You can make a case for it. I don't know if I'm just yet ready to say that, but I think you could easily make a case. For he's that. he's around there. Yeah, he's a, he's very good. You wide say receiver. top ten. I don't think he's ten. Yeah, no, I don't think he's ten. I think he's a little lower, not lower, but like yeah, you like know, better, lower better number, higher lower number yeah. ranking. Yeah, yep, you got it, but. Overall, running running back through it, um, we both agreed that with D Hop they would be better than the Saints, Ravens, or Bears. But we disagreed. I think that they would be better with the Bron the Bron- the Broncos would be better than the Browns. You think that the Browns would be better than the Broncos? Yep. And you also think that they'd be better than the Buccaneers, which I disagree. I say the Buccaneers would be better. And then we both agreed that the Cowboys would be better again, all with D-Hop. Now, my final question is, we'll just go with D-Hop to go with it since, you know, we, we don't want to spend too much time, taking up too much time talking to you guys. Where would you put them on this list with D-Hop? You're going to be ungodly high. I, it's going to be in the single digits, I can tell you that much. Uh, so I, I can see single digits, but... Here, here we go. So... I'm going to just rattle off the teams that are higher right now. Yeah, Because we're going to do some readjusting on this list, too, I think. Yeah, Between the both of us. Bengals, Seahawks, Dolphins, Eagles, Cowboys. Those are your top five all higher. I think all higher, yeah. Obviously. Like, without a doubt. Cardinals, Cardinals, off the list. Off the list. Like, swipe towards the bottom. Mm -hmm. Chargers, Quentin Johnston, I'm going to go with him saying he's going to pan out. He's good. Higher. Higher. I think, like I said, better than the Bucks. I think you're better than the Raiders, better as a whole than the Vikings. Yeah, wait, why are the Raiders that high? They have good depth. Not like full depth, like they have a good top three, though. Devontae, arguably wide receiver three. You Like I, I no, would say I, right around I get there. That. Jacoby's not bad. Hunter Renfro's but been consistent for them. But no, 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 here's the thing. You, what people don't understand is like, I don't see a room with Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro working out because they both play the slot. And I don't have any confidence in moving Jacoby Myers outside. The guy does not have enough speed. He's not physical enough to make that move, in my opinion. I I, I mean, 
maybe you move Renfro out there because he's a good route runner. But, I mean, do you trust Hunter Renfro to be an outside guy? No. That's the other thing. That's why I'm, like, so he's, low He's incredible him. in the slot. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's probably I, one of the better slot receivers. If you force Jacoby Myers to go outside and strictly play outside and play most of the staffs there, I do not trust that whatsoever. That's why I was, like, so confused by the sign. I was like, that makes no sense. Yeah, it's questionable. I'll definitely say that. I think the Vikings should be a little higher. Mainly because I'm high on Addison being a good two there. That, yeah. And Justin I, Jefferson not, being a top one. two. Yeah. Yeah. If, if not two, if not one, then two. Like, yeah. it's him or Jamar Chase, right? Right. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of like where they're at there. I'm not that high on Addison. I mean, I don't think he's bad. Yeah. But I don't think KJ Osborne's anything to write home about. And in terms of depth, awful. I think commanders Brandon are a little... Powell and Jalen Rager. Right. I think number 11, the commanders are a little bit too high right now because Agreed. I think he's more of banking on the fact that Jahan Dotson is going to take that step next year, which I do think that he will eventually take that step. I mean, the dude was like a red zone threat being like 5'10", which was kind of crazy. But I, I don't think I'm really sold on that one. I think Broncos need to be higher at... Um, By the way, my, we've already passed my number, so... yeah. I have them at seven. So I, and now I'm kind of like just ranting about yeah. like all these other ones. Kick, kick the Cardinals out of six, slot the Chargers up a spot, Browns with D-Hop go right there. Into seven, above the Bucks, And I think they're above all the teams that are listed below. I, I Yeah, I just... By the way, if anybody listening to this, probably should have said this earlier, wants to look at the list along with us, at Mike Clay NFL. Yeah. It's, you got to scroll down a little bit because he tweeted yeah, it a while ago. He did. Like you said, like the, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was still on the Cardinals when this happened. Um, I also, I think I just typed in like Mike Clay 2023 wide receiver yeah, you can look it up. room rankings and it's the first thing there. Yeah. So. I'd probably say nine. Nine? So you're going... I think... So you're, you're basically just slotting them. What? You have Chargers above them, Bucks above them. I think it's close with the Bucks. That's why I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm kicking the Raiders out of the top 10. That's not even... I think they're like closer to 15, in my opinion. But you still have a team to put it. Who you who got above them, then? You have one more, right? Because Cardinals are gone. Chargers up. Bucks up. That puts Browns at 8. You kick the Raiders out. Oh, I guess since we're doing that... Oh, well, then, if that it's that case, I'm saying then 8. Okay. If we, if we kick the... Um, if we kick... What's it called out? Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Cardinals are gone, right? That's and I was slot. I was just slotting them into where Vegas yeah. is. Okay, so then it would be technically eight in that sense. Okay, yeah. Because, like I said, mine are at seven. Like I think the Chargers slot up to six. I mean, it, you can. It's under a that. it's a close one with the Buccaneers, but yeah. I think slightly, slightly better, mainly from the fact that now wait, hold on. Also, and you would have to say nine, right? You said you would take the Broncos over them. I guess that's true. Yeah, because I totally forgot that we we, and this in this scenario, I mean, I'd take the Broncos over m- way more of these teams. Wow, That's would, what, like I'm saying, like you get to sort of rearrange the list, right? Like I would. Okay, so I it doesn't have to keep the list the same necessarily. Right. Broncos, I'd have them above Washington. I'd have them above Minnesota. I'd have them above the Raiders, obviously. Yep. I'd have them above the Buccaneers. Now you're crazy. I say they're like seven. Above or below the Chargers? 
Rapid fire. First thought. Below. Okay. Because the thing is, I Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and then you have an element of Quinton Johnson in that. Um, and those are two proven commodities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say probably then at that point nine. And you say nine? Because I'm still sticking with seven. And the, the 49ers is criminally low as well, too. But that's more just because they have a good – because they don't know how to use Brandon Ayuk. They don't know how to use Brandon Ayuk, and their four and five are Danny Gray and Ray Ray McLeod. So. Well, okay, don't don't hate on my boy Danny Gray over there. He's just in the, in the Kyle Shanahan doghouse. <laughs> but. Well, you can say what you want, but when the wide receiver four is listed as Ray Ray McLeod, I'm not Okay, high. yeah, I, right, okay, Ray Ray <laughs> <laughs> like, like that dude is a return specialist at best. Yeah, no. His stint with the Steelers was not ideal. Yeah, not pretty. But, all right, well, just to wrap it up, one more time, say it. You had them at? I had them at seven with D-Hop. I had them at nine with D-Hop. So, before we end it, I know we, we're running a little bit more than we usually do, which was surprising because we went into this episode where, like, we might not have enough content. But, um, yeah, totally surpassed that one. Uh, moving forward, if you have stayed this long, um, Guardians Talk Friday. Yeah. Expect that one. Um, like we said, unless something crazy happens. That's most likely going to start being, like, a once-a-week thing, mainly because right now it's nothing much happening in, in other sports. So no, I mean like, you know, other than like, we're making an episode out of something that didn't even technically happen with the Browns, right? Just, just a, a plausible idea. So expect a lot of Guardians throughout this time, because it, I mean the same thing's going to happen when it comes to like the fall. You're going to have basketball and you know the Browns and just back and forth with that. It'll it'll get a little busy in that time. It's going to get busy though. It will it will for sure. But um, I mean right moving forward to again. Um, so guards, um, another idea we were just kicking around, we will post something soon of give us your questions and then we might just do like a Q and a episode. It's not a, obviously don't ask about my personal life. I don't want you guys to know about my personal <laughs> life, but it's more of just like just a, a whole episode of what our viewers because there's a lot of you guys that i mean a, a lot of my friends listen to the podcast and they want to they, they have their thoughts and opinions on what we have to say so it, it, we're just we want to give you the guys the opportunity to just be able to voice your opinion and then get on the show and we'll obviously give you a mention and stuff yeah and you can probably post all those questions again there will be a post coming soon regarding yeah. that we'll be on Twitter at MBTT Pod on Instagram at Mistake by the Take. You can also drop us an email if that's easier for you at Mistake by the Take at gmail.com. We'll put it in our bio of Twitter and Instagram as well, too. Correct. Um, we're going to, I mean, we'll push it out on many different plat. Like, it'll be Instagram. You could do like the questions on Instagram. We'll do it that. We'll make a specific post of that. Yep. So then you can comment on it and we'll post stuff on Twitter do whatever we can again you can email us i don't think any of you guys would really want to email us but hey you know like hey, if that's what you think order viewership go right ahead man but again look be on the lookout for that this week we're going to try to this that isn't this idea is not for 
this week is for next week. So we're going to start it probably now on Wednesday, most likely, especially when this episode drops. Um, and we'll, you know, field your questions, stuff like that. Again, be on the lookout. Been talking about a couple of interviews here and there. We're still got to get some guys on. But yeah, no. Um, anything else you got to say before we wrap it up? Um, no, I think that just about does it. I had something in mind, but now I can't think of it. So I talked too long, didn't I? No, I was trying to yeah. think. Oh, I was just gonna oh. say you were you said the uh, like no personal question thing. Like obviously, don't ask my social security number. But right. Like, if you there can are, be a like, little personal. Yeah, yeah. Like if you want to know like you know favorite sports movies or something like that. Right. Like, those are fun questions. We'll probably yeah. we'll we'll address those. Keep it sports related. That's what we want to kind of right. go after. Like if you're gonna ask like you know like how long have you been a Browns fan for? Like the, that stuff works. I just don't want it to be like so you know like how has school been lately? Like yeah, yeah, I, I don't, don't care about that. that. Right. Yeah. Like. But if you want to know, like, yeah, like, oh, like, top sports movies or stuff like, like, like yeah, ask away on those. Just keep it sports related. We'll be specific in the posts and the, the questions and stuff like that of, like, the guidelines. But it just basically just be sports. I mean, mostly going to be specific about Browns, but you uh, not Browns, but like just Cleveland sports in general. Um, but I mean, if you do have a question about anything else, you know, I do love talking NFL, um, also baseball and basketball and all that stuff. Hey, there's More a than chance we answer, fire, right? Yeah, and the thing is, like moving forward, that could be once the platform grows. I think that could be like a, a regular way. segment. Yeah, and it could also be like a thing where Mondays, where if we wanted to add in a Monday, correct, could be a way that we could just throw it in there. But for now, um, again, that's looking like pretty far ahead too, since we're still busy with internships and stuff. We do have to drive. <laughs> decent amount to get up here to record but it's for the best of qualities and good reasons so that'll do um thank you guys so much for listening again rewind it if you want to hear what the socials are i don't want to say it again and we've already got it mbtt pod on twitter mistake by the take on instagram you lazy schmucks could do it yourself it's okay though but just want to say thank you again and be on the lookout for guard stock on friday We'll see ya. Peace.